What's up, Nicola? Nicola, good morning, Madam Nicola. The Colgate Smile Lady is in the house, people. Look at that. And she is on a roll already. <laughs> good, good morning, morning Lincoln. Happy Monday to you. Happy Monday, young lady. How are you? Give me that Colgate. <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Nice, nice, good. nice. How's the weekend? Weekend was good. Um, it was my girlfriend's 50th birthday and we had a mini get together. We were very fortunate because now 10 people can gather outside and nice. um, our gathering was nine. Did so you, really did you, nice. um, did you have your shots and keep your distance? Do you have your shots and keep your distance? Not everybody, but quite a, a few of us had our vaccines. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, um, a couple of them had COVID already. Okay. Okay. Yeah, what does that we definitely, mean? We kept our distance and it was outside. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Outside, yeah. so yeah, it was beautiful. If you have COVID already, you can have COVID again. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've heard of somebody that's had it three times already. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, COVID, COVID have a repeat factor, built-in uh, mechanism. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. definitely. It's like it's just come. So you, so it was good. That's good. That's good. Well, what's up, beautiful people? It's happy Monday to you all. This is a fantastic day, and I hope you're feeling super fragilistic today. It's oh, wow. Monday, but it's like Friday, baby. So celebrate it. Come on. You're so happy today, really. <laughs> it just seems like it's Friday for you. Wow. Looks like Friday you're every day to go into a weekend, but it's the beginning of the week. So. Happy Monday, beautiful people. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Lemonade Lounge, the world's number one podcast where you get your mind, your body, and your money juices flowing. I'm your host, Nicola. And I'm your other host, Lincoln. And together, and together we, would we would like to... to squeeze your lemons. Squeeze them lemons, baby. Come on. Yes. <laughs> and you know so what I'm talking about. We're talking <laughs> about those lemons that you're thinking about. Okay. <laughs> I know you guys with your dirty minds. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a question for you. You get to yes, choose. Ma'am. You can yeah. choose anyone you like. It's either what's your intentions for today's podcast or what are you thankful for? Oh, what um I can I can answer both. Okay. Um well uh, my intentions for today's podcast is uh, I'm going to be a little selfish here, is to really remind me how to cultivate some good habits and stay to stay true to myself, right? Um, stay true to myself. We picked a book today that was a great reminder for me here because sometimes we work on other people's dreams and forget to work on ours. And so this is a reminder that the habits that we um, use to cultivate other dreams, we can use those same habits to cultivate ours. So this is a, this is a good, a good reminder for me. So that's the first one. My intentions, I'm being a little selfish, but some, but I'm telling you, you can, you're going to get something out of it too. So it's going to be a, a win-win for everybody. The, the, and, my, and the second part was, uh, the second question was, what am I thankful for? Um, what am I thankful for? You know, I'm thankful for, for that I'm in good health. And I'm thankful that my mother at her age is in good health. If you ask her, she'll say something else, but I think she's doing quite well. 
And, um, and I'm thankful for the relationship that I have with my child. I mean, it's such a good thing. She called me out of the blue yesterday again, just want to chat. You know, she said, Dad, she was so excited. She, uh, and it seemed like I'm the first one she always called. She said, I finished my school year. She said she finished her school year. And guess what? I got A's. And I said, I think I got all A's for the semester. I'm so excited. I'm so blah, 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 blah. And she just, you know, she just wanted to share her joy, um, her joys with me, her joy with me. And I was, I'm thankful for that, that she thinks of me to, you know, to pick up the phone and call me. As soon as she walks out of class, she said, you're the, you know, you're the first one I'm calling dad because I, I want you to know this, you know, and I was so excited. Exciting. So, yeah, I'm thankful for that relationship, you know. That's beautiful. How about you? All right. So since you did both, I'll do both. What are my intentions? My intentions are to open my mind and to open our audience's mind, to educate and to be able to relate. Both ways. And what am I thankful for? I am thankful for so much. I am thankful that uh, we just got off a call, my daughter and I. She was able to meet with a dietitian. And um, I'm thankful that we have these resources. So somebody that can guide her and um, with the foods that she should be eating and the ones that she should no longer be eating. I'm thankful that we have access to that. Yeah, that's good as well thankful that yeah. we can breathe i'm thankful for the life we have thankful i was able to celebrate my girlfriend's 50th birthday 50 years wow nice yeah. huh yeah and i wasn't invited so thank you thank you but for that it was all females all females lincoln well that's the best that's the best thing reason to invite <laughs> me jesus why, why, why else would I want to be there? <laughs> you oh know? My God. That's the only reason to invite me. <laughs> you know? Wow. Well, let's yeah. get started, Lincoln. Um, yeah. We're a little off track. Our, we're supposed to be doing the books the um, last Monday of each month. Mm-hmm. But um, because I had a migraine headache and I wasn't here, we weren't able to discuss the book. So... We're going to discuss it today. So today's topic is the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? So Uh let's juice your lemons and make some lemonade. And Lincoln, you're the one who chose this topic, not me. You chose this book. Why did you choose this book? There's some, you got some noise in the background. Do you have a a phone on or something? There's some disturbances. I don't know what it is. There's nothing. The Can only thing on is the AC, nothing else. Oh, there, there are some else. disturbances. Yeah. Phones off, nothing. Yeah. I'm fixing my headset to see. So my AC my is not that loud either. Yeah. Well, the reason I chose the book, it's because, um, not because it was also, it's a popular book. It sold a lot of copies, right? Uh but I think that a lot of people buy books and, you know, they just have it collect dust. Or if they read it, a lot of people don't apply what they learn, right? You know, so, uh, but I, the reason I chose the book is because it's got some simple, um, simple things. I wrote some stuff down from it, like the seven habits, right? And it's, 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 
it's just simple directions that everybody could follow. It's, you know, things like being proactive. Everybody can be proactive, <laughs> right? You know, so it doesn't require any special skills to do the thing. So that's why I chose the book. So it can apply to everyone. And I think this is the reason why it sold so many copies, because it's, it's, it's broadly applicable, right? Although we're all unique creatures, each individual, I think it's a it's applicable to everyone, right? It definitely is applicable to everyone, one hundred percent. Yeah, and <clears throat> that's why it's simple. I, you know, yes. yeah, it's simple, but sometimes it's not simple. If you're not willing to change and you're not willing to put the work in, it is not simple. It really, and truly, is not. Yeah, I've I've changed that too. Change, change. Uh, I I I'm I'm working on not using the word change. And uh, yeah, because change is associated with such a big, drastic move, you know, like a caterpillar to a butterfly, <laughs> right? That's a change, right? You know, you got to go through a massive change and change is- Transformation. That's a Yeah, and it's, and it's a little tough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tough, right? So I, 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 I'm, I connect different steps, small steps with differently, just- make an effort to do something differently on a regular basis, right? Do something, one thing differently, yeah. one simple, small, little thing differently. Instead of looking at this big change, I want to change and transform. And, and change and is good. Change will change come. Change is good. With change, there's growth, but sometimes you just need to take baby steps, small steps. Yeah, but the, but change is such a tough thing. It's like losing weight, right? A hundred, you want to, you want you're fifty pounds overweight, and you want to lose weight, and you go and it, you know, you know, you have to change everything you're doing to lose weight because what you're doing caused you to gain weight, <laughs> right? But it's so different for everybody. Some people can lose weight easily. Some people can't, right? Yeah, but some people uh, have uh, medical uh, okay. issues. Other people don't. There's a okay, but you're talking. About, I'm not talking about people who can eat. A truckload of food and then lose the weight. I'm talking about people who are having a real challenge losing the weight here. Okay, so change is a big thing for them. You know, it, it they got to work out like me when I'm exercising, when I'm eating on a diet and exercising, you know, the way I should. My weight loss takes about a month, six weeks, sometimes two months before I see any results. Right, and that can be very demotivated right because you're not seeing you're not seeing the results in your clothes you're not seeing the results in anything but after that everything just start coming off like there's no tomorrow now i understand my body and i understand how it works so i need to do that and i know i need to do that for that to take place because i've been watching this for a while right so if I said I'm going to go and change my whole routine and change everything, that's a mm -hmm. drastic move I got to make because I got to shut everything off. And this is why I said I, I stopped using the word change. It's just do a little bit every day, Lincoln. Do a little bit differently every day and you'll be okay. So that's what I've been doing. And I've been working on that. And maybe you can help me with that too. So that's that's something <laughs> we can talk about. We're going to talk about people. So I'm going to I'm gonna hire, um, uh, uh, bring, not hire, but bring Nicola in because she's got some great ideas. Okay, so she you can say so. No, she's, she's, she's just being a little, you know, you know what I'm saying, but she's good. She's good. Don't let her use that, you know, to tell you that, but she's good. She knows her stuff. 
So, Nicola, let's get back to the seven habits. Okay, so, you know, when I read a book, I like to go through it from beginning to end, right? Yeah. I don't know if you want to do that, but... No. No? No. Okay, well, yeah. I'll talk about the parts that I really love, and I, I'm going, I'm starting at the beginning um, when I go through it, and then I'll end at the end, <laughs> right, as we discussed. Yeah, that. maybe this is, a, you know, because it's seven habits, maybe we can do it in two parts, because... Yeah. Right. And we can do maybe three of the habits or four of the habits today. And then we do the rest mm -hmm. um, on, the, on a second podcast. Mm -hmm. And then we can get people to chime in, you know, yes. from the first one. And we could answer some questions from the second one. Something mm -hmm. like that. What do you think, folks? <laughs> Let me answer. I think it's a great idea. There you but, go. Um, so um, what I found interesting about this book is at the beginning, he talks about being on the train and there's a father with his kids and the kids are just um, making noise. Making They're noise. all over the place. And yeah. he he's sitting there and he's thinking, why is this father not doing something about the kids? Powerful story. <clears throat> People are on the train and um, they're being so noisy. It's disrupting. Yeah. So he approaches the father and says to the father, you know, um, can you do something about the kids because other people are here trying to have a comfortable ride, something along those lines. And then the father says, you know, he doesn't know what to do. Their mother just passed. This is how they're, they're coping, dealing with it. Yeah. yeah the loss of their on mom. The, they're on their way home from the hospital. Their the mother hospital, just died. Yeah. 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 So automatically he changed. He shifted. His outlook his, just, yeah. yeah, it shifted. Completely. The way he was being judgmental that was gone. He had empathy automatically. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So the reason I mentioned this story is because that's how life is. A lot of times we're extremely judgmental. We get upset over a lot of things. We make assumptions. We don't have the details, but we're making assumptions. And then when we know the truth or when we find out what really happened, we change. So we put ourselves in unnecessary situations all the time. The reason I mention this is it, it reminds me of the four agreements as well, right? Um, in the four agreements, he spoke about, about being domesticated, right? And um, in this book, he talks about... Um, what is the word? How did I not remember? I had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, doesn't use the word domesticated, but it's exactly the same, right? He basically talks about our environment and how our environment creates our life, which is the domestication and the choices that we, and he basically talks about our habits. So it's habits and domestication. They're basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. And um, he talks about um, a lot of time people says that we cannot change our habits, but he doesn't believe that's true. All habits can be changed as long as you're willing to put the work in. So that well, was a comparison that I made um, between yeah. both books. I find that they're very similar. Yeah. Well, the there's a lot of people always said, yeah, we can't change. I can't this, I can't that, I can't this, but 
Um, that's only, those are only cover-ups. We have one huge example that eliminate that excuse completely. And no one should ever use that excuse ever again. Because when COVID hit last year, and when, when, the, when everyone said it, you know, when, when the government said, if you don't stay home, you're going to die. <laughs> Suddenly, the streets mm -hmm. were empty, right? Mm -hmm. um, there was no complaints. March of last year, when everybody went out to lockdown for two, three months, zero complaints. Everyone stay home. That's not Everyone. true. There were always people complaining. Lincoln. Okay. People were complaining please, please. Everyone, the, the, the few that Mike was complaining, you don't even know about them because the first couple of months, everyone that was in lockdown mode, everyone was in fear of dying. And what happened with that, what happened with that is that everyone adjusted, everyone changed. Oh, we can't work from home, suddenly work from home. Oh, the kids are too noisy and the this and the husband. This, and suddenly everything just start to, to, to come. You start to come together. Everybody start to cope. Why? Because you're forced to. So if you are forced to change and you can change on a dime, that demonstrates to yourself, to you, that you can change if you choose to. Because when you're forced to, it happens. When life and death is on the line, you do it. You don't have to wait for life and death to be on the line for you to do it. You can do it, right? So that demonstrates that we have it inside of us to change, to make the shifts that we need. That's a clear picture of it right there. Yeah, there was a handful of people who were complaining. And when people start realizing that, oh, yeah, COVID is not going to kill everybody, it's three, four, five, six months later is when everybody, you get the majority of people start to make noise. Not even the majority. The handful grow to two handfuls. But a lot of people were still more responsible and were still worried and concerned and thinking about it. So, yeah, I believe that that's a clear picture and a clear demonstration that we can use it as an example for us to make the changes we need, the necessary changes we need in our life. And all you got to do is just start doing one thing differently to shift that habit. And what's that one thing? Whatever that one thing is, is you got to find it. Because that one thing might be different for everyone. We're all unique creatures. So what works for me might not work for you. Our environment, our situations, all of that stuff determine uh, what's going to work for you. So you got to find that one small thing that's going to work for you. And uh, it's like work-life balance. They have this generalized um, uh, uh, system in place for work-life balance, right? You do this, you do that, you do this, you do blah, 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 blah. No, that doesn't work for everybody because the, and the environments and, and the settings for everyone is different. So I call it work-life unbalanced. So you got to find what works for you in that and do that one thing and that and then run with it and then when that when you when you master that you take another one thing and you run with it but it's small steps because those small steps excuse me baby steps as you call it leads to huge 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 changes right so you know i, I like what jeff bezos did one time he was doing a uh giving a speech and he was talking about, I think he was at a university, but he was doing a presentation. But anyways, at the end of the presentation, he was talking about um, 
thinking big, but thinking small, right? Starting small, basically. He said, mm -hmm. so at the end of it, this presentation, he pulled up Amazon on a, on a slide with him in his, his home office, mm -hmm. right? When he first started. So he said, look at Amazon and he used that as the example. It was a powerful message that look, you can't get to Amazon the way it is today without that. Mm -hmm. That is Amazon, not what you see today, because without that, there wouldn't be this. So that's why small is so important, because small is the new big, baby. Mm -hmm. Small is the new big. <laughs> yeah. You know what? He, he talked about that in the book, too, because we always want to get to the end, but we don't want to take the necessary steps to reach the end, to achieve yeah. it, right? So he mentioned, for instance, um, you might play piano. And you might think you're really good at piano. Uh -huh. And then um, you've only taken two lessons. You won't be able to play a concert, right? No. You need to take lessons for many years to be able to get yeah. to that level. You can't yeah. just start and then end at the end. If no. you're an athlete, you're a track star, right? You can't just decide you're going to run the 100 meters and no. come in first. You have to work at it. You have to work at every day. You have to eat healthy. You have, there's certain things you have to do to be able to achieve that, right? So you've got to be able to put the work in um, with everything. You have to be able to put the work in. The problem is, is this, um, it's not so much a problem, but it's more of a challenge for everyone mm -hmm. is and this is what we, as I think that is important for us to recognize, is that mm -hmm. life never stops. And life comes at us at 10,000 miles an hour on a daily mm -hmm. basis. Everything is coming at us, right? Um, so how do we stay focused um, to that thing that, um, that we want to achieve, right? Because one of the challenges is, is all over the place. Right, because there's so much information coming at us. There's so much going on. There's so much this, so much that. But at the same time, we have our goals and dreams that we want to, we want to, um, we want to chase. And um, so it's like an athlete that you talk about. You know, um, in order for an athlete to become good at what they're doing, they got to do it every day and they got to stick to it. Mm -hmm. Right? They can't go do three, four, five sports. And, uh, and come good at, become good at all three, four, five sports. They probably won't even be good at one if they do that, right? And so this is also a big challenge for entrepreneurs, right? Because entrepreneurs um, running a business, you need, you know, you need marketing. You need, um, nowadays you need web experts, right? Um, you need accounting. You need all kinds of different things going on. And what we're what what people are being taught is to become good at everything, right? When you first start up, because you don't have any money, right? We have transferable uh, skills. That's the important thing right now is just to have transferable skills, and transferable skills are very important. Yeah. So, but we can't become good at everything, right? Can't so be, that's so the focus is is that, and this is why that's one thing is so important. I keep going back to that is to choose that one thing that you want to um start that you want to develop want to work on and stick to it no matter what yeah. yeah um 
I had said that um, <clears throat> domestication and habits. No, I meant domestication and um, your paradigm. I messed up the word. It was paradigm I was looking for. Paradigm. They're the same thing. Paradigm yes. shift, yeah. Because yeah. he talks about the different paradigms, right? Yeah. So I always like to read things or quotes from the book that I think are very important or powerful. Uh -huh. And this is one. The way we see the problem is the problem. I like that. People are intrigued when they see good things happening in the lives of individuals, families, organizations that are based on solid principles. They admire such personal strength and maturity, such family unity and teamwork, such adaptive synergistic organizational culture. And their immediate request is very revealing of their basic paradigm. How do you do it? Teach me the technique. What they're really saying is, give me some quick fix and advice or solution that will relieve the pain in my own situation. Yeah. They will find people who will meet their wants and teach these things. And for a short time, skills and techniques may appear to work. They may eliminate some of the cosmetic or acute problems through social aspirin and band-aids but the underlying chronic condition remains and eventually new acute symptoms will appear. The more people are into quick fix and focus on the acute problems and pain, the more that very approach contributes to the underlying chronic condition. The way we see the problem is the problem. Of course. That's what it is. Let that sink in. Let that sink in for a minute. Let yeah. that sink in for a minute. Exactly. Yeah. I find that to be a very powerful statement. The way we see the problem is the problem because we all have such so many different views. Of course. Yeah. I see something one way, you see it a completely different way. Yeah. And that's why it's important to be able to discuss what we see and have conversations so we can explain to the other person what we're seeing and why we feel the way we feel and why we see it the way we see it. Because the way we see it and our interpretation, that is the problem. Well, you know, communication is taught in, in a way of, in a sense of um, business, right? Uh, that's it's a big thing. Communication is taught in business and relationships. Those are big, right? Mm. And when they talk about relationships, it's usually in reference because people, you know, these things people study these things to earn more money, <laughs> right? It's always money attached, right? But you know what you just said about the 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 the, the way we see the problem is the problem, right? And and then you said that uh, is. We just need to really sit and talk, right? And communicate about it because we see things differently, right? That That is the challenge right there, right? Because uh, you, everyone wants their point of view to be heard. Everyone wants to say their, their two cents, right? I want their points to be heard. Right? And they, even though you're saying it, they're not listening to listen. They're listening to respond to what you're saying, right? You know, so not really hearing you. They just they just can't wait for you to shut up so they can respond, <laughs> right? Because they want their point to be heard. That is the challenge right there. 
So this is what we, we need to break down communication and learn how to communicate effectively by listening to the next party, a friend, a relative. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to, money doesn't have to attach to it. You just got to develop your, your, your communication skills that way. And then you'll be able to understand the next person's and the next person might be able to understand you a lot easier that way. I, I do agree that that's part of it, right? Um, a lot of times when I mention quotes, it's because I can relate, relate to them or I am digging deeper. So yeah. this is another one. The personality ethic tells me there must be something out there, some new planner or seminar that will help me handle all these pressures in a more efficient way. You know, I was always going to more and more and more and more seminars. Of course, of course. But, but is there a chance that efficiency is not the answer? Is getting more things done in less time going to make a difference? Or will it just increase the pace at which I react to the people and circumstances that seem to control my life? Could there be something I need to see in a deeper, more fundamental way, some paradigm within myself that affects the way I see my time, my life, and my own nature? Good, huh? And I'm reading this because every time something arises and I stress, I go crazy over something, I always realize later on, wait, I need to look within. You need, I need to figure out why I feel this way. Why yeah. am I reacting this way? For instance, um, you know, my kids are home from school. Um, they are doing online schooling as all kids are. And my son gets really frustrated at times. I think I mentioned this before. So I try to take him out to get fresh air and everything. And yesterday he was yelling at me. He came to me and he yelled and he let it all out. And he's 11. In my head, I'm thinking, if this was me and I was doing this to my mom, the first thing she would, would have done is boop, 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 a slap right across my face, right? Because I was, I was being rude. I was being disrespectful. And I looked at my son and automatically I thought, oh my gosh, he's being rude. He's being disrespectful. But no, he is frustrated. And this is how he knows. This is the only way he knows to let his frustration out. And I realized that one of the things I learned from the four commitments is that do not take it personally. So even though he was getting mad at me, he was yelling at me. I had to take a step back and I told myself, I'm not going to take this personally. This has nothing to do with me. This is his frustration. This is what he's venting. It has to do with his day. It has to do with his lesson. He is frustrated and he needs someone to be there for him. So I spoke to him. I let him release. And in the end, I said, come here, hon. Let me give you a nice hug because I know that that's what he needed. I know as a fact, the way I was raised, like my parents, my relatives, I would have been like, you're weak. You're, I, they would have told me you're weak. You're growing your child soft. 
You need to talk to the child. The child has no right to speak to you that way. But guess what? As adults, Lincoln, when we get upset, we need to vent too. We need to release. We need to let it out. And if yeah. I can do it, I have to be able to accept that my son can do it too. We all yeah. need to release at times. And that's how he was doing it with his frustration. He was letting it out. Yeah. Yeah. We tend to have high expectations of, of children, right? You we know, do. Uh, we don't realize yeah. they are children. That they are children. Well, we don't also realize that they're humans, right? You know, that's part of the, the dilemma there. We We expect certain things out of them and certain behavior, and if they do certain things, then it's, it's, it's like crossing, you know, going against the behavior or expectations, right? You know, that mm -hmm. we expect. And, um, and we tend to forget that we were their age at one point too, doing probably worse. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So yeah. It, yeah. It is. So the, I don't forget anymore. So that's yeah. one of the things that I do because I know like when they're teenagers, they get really distant, right? Yeah. So years ago, I learned that, you know what, you need to look back on what you were doing when you were their age, yeah. the feelings you had, right? Yeah. What kind of resources did you have? Like, what did you need? What did you want? Right. And a lot of those um, feelings that I had, they were not met. I had yeah. to look outside of me to find them. So yeah. with my children, I am trying to be there for them when they need me and um if they don't need me but they need someone else or something i'm there to guide them right and i'm helping them so that they can resolve things on their own so when he was upset everything was a blur he couldn't see anything clearly and he blamed everything on his teacher on the computer he did not take responsibility for anything so when he calmed down, I was able to talk to him and say, Bryden, really? Why were you upset? And he explained why he was upset. And I explained to him, but how was this the teacher's fault? How was this the computer's fault? And he explained to me and I explained to him and we had a conversation when he re where he realized, okay, I see where you're going, mommy. I see where you're going, but we had to talk it through so that he had a better <laughs> understanding of the situation. Yeah, you couldn't get that to that point in a in a yelling session. No. Right? You know. Not at all. Or, or if you if you try to toughen him up uh, mm -hmm. by by giving a couple slaps, right? You couldn't yeah. get to that point. That understanding. Uh, you'll mm -hmm. just you you'll build that frustration on him. And that's yeah. the challenge right there. How do you know when to toughen him up and when to, you know, sit and have a conversation and ignore all of those things so those things are challenging at times right mm -hmm. so yeah but uh, again you're 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 teaching them habits right exactly you know that's what you're doing to be able to bounce back and to be exactly. able to exactly exactly you know so yeah it's it's important uh, that's why i talk about proactive right uh it, it's i like what it says about being proactive here because the number one habit is to be proactive, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's funny because uh, it, what it says is that you can find a clue to whether you now have the proactive habit 
by looking at how you speak. Do you find yourself using these expressions? <laughs> these are very popular, folks. Yeah. Because I know you're going to say that. That's the way I am. <laughs> so, Lincoln, those are expressions I used to use. And I, you know what? Yeah. I still use them, guaranteed. But yeah. once I am aware of what I'm saying, I change my responses. Yeah. Uh, here's a big one. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> right. And you know what? There's nothing I can do about it. That one, um, I totally understand that. Why? Because of the way we think. We're yeah. not used to thinking outside the box and looking for solutions. So a lot of times we feel closed in. And when we feel closed in, we're like, there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing. When there's always something that can be done. It's just that we feel so closed in. I'm speaking yeah. from experience. I'm speaking about myself and why I would feel that way, right? Yeah. yeah. The uh, you mentioned the box. I, I I'd like to, to to instead of thinking outside, I'd like to think inside the box. Where is the answer is within us if we calm down, chill out, relax take a breather, we'll find that the answer is there. How many times have we gotten upset over something and about when we calm down about 15, 20 minutes later, we start to feel bad because we go, oh, shoot, that wasn't that of a big deal. Why did I do that? <laughs> okay, so again, Lincoln, That's that, my would be, that would be our domestication and yeah. that would be our paradigm. Yeah. That has to do with our society, our environment, the way we were raised, right? Yeah. Um, but now, as we are learning and opening up our minds for new knowledge, we're learning that we actually have control over these things. Yeah. And a lot of times, instead of me getting upset now, I take a deep breath and I ask myself, why am I upset? Yeah. And I have to do this on my own, not with anybody else. Because they're just like my son blew up on me. I would blow up on people like that in the past. And I'm trying my best. I am changing. I am creating new habits, right? And um, you, you jumped ahead with being proactive and reactive. But I'm on, I'm here thinking about the chapter that says inside out, where you have to go in and get yeah. everything out, right? Yeah. And um, this this is what I'm gonna just read this, just a couple paragraphs. Let, let, let me finish. Let me finish oh, okay. this. Here. There's two things I wanna I wanna okay. finalize. But this is just habit one, mm -hmm. right? That we're that we're going over. The, I didn't even the, get to the, the habits yet. Yeah, yeah. This is before he gets into the habits. Exactly. But here's one thing, two, two words that people use very often. He or she makes me so mad. Right? He or she makes me so mad. Okay, so when he or she makes me so mad, do you realize when you use that phrase that you're giving somebody free rent in your head? Or I hate when such and such does that right you're giving people free rent in your head what do you think lincoln absolutely the 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 
to 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 give someone the power to say he or she makes, makes me, me so mad. mad. How can he or she control your emotions that much? Yeah. They're in charge of your emotions or you are in charge of your emotions. It's not them making you mad. It is you making you mad. Exactly. Right? Because And that's what I had to explain to my son. Yeah. We're getting is, worked up over nothing. Over we nothing. We have the control. Yeah. Yes. So you have the choice of getting mad or not getting mad. Exactly. Right? Here's here's something. Can 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 you be can you be upset inside about something with your spouse but still be nice to them aha that's what you need to practice can you be upset about something because what we do is that we take something that that the, the other person do and we're upset about it and then we blanket it now we're mad at everything that about them <laughs> right so now we 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 stop talking to each other because if we talk it's all frowns and and, and bad energy and, and bad language and right so but practice this can you be upset at your spouse or your friend or somebody or your child but still be nice still have a good conversation with them remember you're not upset at everything it's just one small thing that they did that you didn't like, right? That one thing. <laughs> That's interesting. That is very interesting. So like with my husband, there are times that I get upset. Uh -huh. And then there are times when he's upset. Uh -huh. And I, I, because he's upset, he would sit in the office and he's in here doing his own thing. So at times I'll just come and give him a hug. Uh-huh. And there are other times where I'm upset and he goes to the office and I know he's not going to have a good day. So uh -huh. I'll send him a message. Like um, there was something a few months ago and I sent him a message and I said, you know what? I'm not upset with you. I'm upset at the situation. And uh -huh. I want you to know that I love you. Nice. Because a lot of times when I get upset about things, he thinks, oh my God, she doesn't love me anymore. She doesn't want yeah. me anymore. Right? Yeah. And I would think the same way too. Like um, in prior years, I think, oh my God, my marriage is going to be over. He's going to leave me. He's falling out of love with me. Yeah. Just, just things like that. But with marriage, these things are normal. It's oh, just yeah. our relationships. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing is, when you recognize certain um, things, you need to discuss them in the good times, not the bad times. You discuss kind of. When I noticed we were in a fight last month and this, 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 and this happened. If we happen to get in a fight again, maybe we could do this, 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 and this, right? Yeah. Uh, to combat the situation. Um, I, what we did before, we used to have an elephant. So if he was upset or I was upset and we weren't in the mood to talk, we would put the elephant in a certain um, position and uh, have to respect that. And that's how we would communicate. Nice. Yes. Yeah. That's what we did. Um, and that worked. And that worked. Oh, yes. Of course it worked. Um, Good. Until we stopped doing it. Um, I read something the other day. I sent it to my girlfriend. I thought it was so beautiful. I'm looking for it. It, read, it says, touch. Couples who 
daily engage in hugs, kissing, hand-holding, back rubs, and cuddling report higher levels of relationship satisfaction and easier conflict resolution. So, and then it has a picture saying, I love you. And then he says, I really love you too, right? Yeah, so, that's, of course, that's, that's, that's connection, that's emotions. Yes. That's, of course, that, that makes sense. That's yeah. common sense, yeah. So I sent that to my girlfriend because, oh my goodness, that's the kind of relationship that she has with her husband. Uh-huh. Continuously, that's how they are. Like yeah. whenever we're together, they're always hugging. They love each other. You know, it's it's really beautiful. You gotta be touchy touchy. You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta. It's a reassurance, mm-hmm. right? And it's appealing. It's appealing to people's. Um, it's appealing to people's. Uh, 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 to all their senses, right? And when you're appealing to their senses, you're making things better. You're developing all these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. So, important it is extremely extremely important yeah Do you have another quote that you wanted to say um well what i wanted to um finish up with is i have to do it right i have to do this i have to do that i have i have i have. and then we do it when we use words like this we don't use them in a in a good way we use them like we're being forced to, we're being pushed to, we're being, right? So it's not, it's not our free will <laughs> allowing us to do this stuff. It's we're being forced to do this. You know, I agree with that and I also disagree with it, right? Um, there was a situation where somebody I knew needed help. I didn't have to do it, but in my heart, I had to do it. So I had to help them out. Uh-huh. Right? So that's not in a situation where I was forced. It was just that I knew that something uh, had to be done. Yeah. No, I'm and then talking there's, about I had to, I have to do it. Like with um, my mom, my mom will say, I have to do it. I have yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about that when people find themselves in a position where they feel like they have to do certain things and they don't have the control over it. Right. Mm-hmm. Helping someone out is a choice that you're making. You're choosing that. Right. Um, yeah. But that same um, uh, way of looking at it as helping someone uh, and making the choice is the same way of doing everything else. I'm making the choice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You can choose that. I want to. All right. You know, or I don't want to. And I'm choosing not to. <laughs> right. So the choice is always presenting itself no matter what. But it's the frustration that you put behind the I have to do it is what caused you to be um, to elevate your emotional stress. See, you see the smile on my face because it brings me back to the way we see the problem is the problem. Is the problem. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. The way we see the problem is the problem. It's your perspective. It's the way you're looking at it. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. The way you're looking at it. Like, um, I know somebody, and they always said, well, I have to do it. I have to do it. I have no choice. I have to do it. I have to do it, yeah. But it's just a habit that she has, that she feels that way. Um, Because she tends to take the burdens on from other people. Yeah. 
and she believes that she doesn't do it, you know, it always goes back to the Bible and church and Christianity, right? For her. Uh-huh. But, um, and it's really hard to break her out of that habit and educate her because her mindset, the way. Well, no one can, right? Yeah. That's the that's the challenge right there. No one can except except that person. I try to give uh, examples. Yeah. But again, it's the way you look at it, right? Yeah. If yeah. your mind is set to look at something just straight and not look to the left or to the right to see other options, you're not going to make any leeway. No. No. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, it, it is so important for us to uh, to just you know just to take a step back at times when things are presented with us. You know the pressure of life is it like I said it comes at us at ten thousand miles an hour on an everyday basis. So it's very difficult to respond um, when you're moving at ten thousand miles an hour. It's very challenging. So. We tend to react to things, right? We do. Uh, yeah, because everything is coming at us from all angles. You know, we have a lot of financial pressure is on people, right? And we need to pay this. We need to earn more money. We need this. We need, yes, all kinds of stuff taking place at the same time. And so it is a challenge for us. The challenge lies in where we need to take a step back, need to pause, need to relax, and to look at each situation individually. But if you practice that, I mean, I know it's challenging, but if you practice that, it can work. Instead of reacting, just pause for a few seconds and give it, give it some thought. And is it worth for me to react or respond to this, right? Or what, would, what, what kind of outcome do I need? All of this, you can ask yourself 10 questions in 30 seconds or less. You know what? <laughs> not everybody is good at asking questions, Lincoln. I think no, that, no, no. that, that not is asking great. Yourself. Asking I understand yourself. that. I hear you. Not My point is not, okay, you misunderstand. My point is but not to, me, to be good at it. My let point is to practice it. Okay. It's to take the time and do something differently than what you're doing. That's what I'm okay. saying. Okay. So what I was saying is not everybody is good at asking themselves questions. Uh If people were good at asking themselves questions, we wouldn't have a lot of these issues because they would be able to answer them themselves, right? So I'm speaking from experience. I have never really been good at asking questions. And over the years, the reason I was never good at asking questions was the way I was raised. I was raised that children should be seen and not heard. And because of that, I internalized everything. This is the way it is. This is the way it is. So I was taught not to do a lot of things. So I didn't do it. Now I'm in my 40s. I'm now learning to ask questions. Why am I the way I am? Why do I do the things that I do? Why do I feel the way that I feel? Why do I think the way that I think? So it's easy yeah. for us to say just do it, but not everybody is, not everybody knows how to do it, right? And that's and that's and that's and okay. Habit. Yes, but that's okay. But the point is that if you know, if you continue to react to things and don't take a pause and start making doing something differently, that will continue to happen that exactly. you don't like. Exactly. So even though not everybody can do it, 
you got to start someplace. So what, you're, so what I'm saying is that the next situation you come up against, the next situation you come up against that you don't like, you don't enjoy, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like this emotion, pause for a minute before you say anything. Pause for a second and says, what outcome do I want out of this situation? A simple question like that, right? Do I want it to be uh, on fire, the house on fire? I do I want it to be nice and calm? Right. Pause That's for a, second. a very good point. Just That's give yourself 10 seconds. Point. Breathe 10 seconds. That's what I'm saying to you. Yeah, so I, if I you continue on the path of I don't. So I'm saying, if I continue on the path of I can't do this, I don't do this. Blah, but then you're going to keep getting what you're getting. So what I'm saying is just pause for 10 seconds. Ask yourself one question and uh, about the outcome you're looking for and, um, and move on. You will have a better day this way. You will have better moments this way, and you'll have you'll experience better communication this way, and you'll experience better emotions this way, right? Because it you won't you won't send your stress level um, through the roof for, for foolishness, and a lot of people um, have their stress level so high for foolishness. I hear what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, but again. It's easy for you. It's not easy for everyone, Lincoln. If you, first, if you, okay, it's never going to be easy. Is, the but first if you do thing nothing, is you have to have the awareness. If, if you, you do nothing, have, if you don't have the awareness, there isn't going to be a change. Nothing. Well, what is the awareness? The what is the awareness? The awareness is. Let me speak. You spoke. What is the awareness? Let me speak. All right. Because as I was saying, I know this individual and I relate to her. I see her habits. And a lot of times when we see people doing certain things, it's because we have the same habits. I pick up on things when I see other people doing it because I'm like, oh, shoot, I do the same thing. Right. But a lot of people don't realize that this is a habit and they're not aware so even if you point it out to them, they're not aware that they're doing it. It's just the normal thing for them. Oh, so yeah, of course. Of course. But it is, is it benefiting them? A lot of people complain about the things that the, not benefiting them. They don't like. I don't like this. I have to do this. I can't do this. I don't want them. Those are things that it's not benefiting them. They don't enjoy doing it. So what I'm saying to you is this is these things that elevate your stress level because life coming at you at 10,000 miles an hour on a daily basis is when they come at you, practice taking a pause for a second before you react and before you say things that's going to either hurt someone or hurt yourself or cause more problems. Ask yourself one simple question. What outcome do I want from this? In 10 seconds, you can't, you, you take 10 seconds of your time because if you're doing what you've been doing and getting what you don't want, that means there's a change, something needs to be done differently. So all you got to do is just take a pause. Now it's difficult, it's challenging to see that I need to take a pause because you're in a habit of this grind, this daily grind and life okay. coming at you and this is what I'm used to doing. But you always complain about you want different. I want this, I want to achieve that, I want that, I want more money, I want to earn more money, I want to do this, I want to be able to do that, I want to be you always saying those things. So since you're saying those things, or I'm always fighting with, I'm always upset, I'm fighting with my spouse or something, 
since you're always saying these things, what I'm saying, the next time any one of those thought process come into play or anything happen, or if someone bad drive you and you always react or whatever, just take a pause. 10 seconds. Ask about the outcome you expected, you want out of this. Lincoln, I think it's amazing if you're able to do that. It's a huge task. Again, I go back to awareness. I know people when things like this happen and it's a pattern, it's a habit. It happens over and over and over and over and over and over. over. The first thing they do is pick up the phone and complain to somebody else. They don't ask themselves, why is this happening? They don't ask themselves, what end result am I looking for? What would I want done differently, right? And these are questions, myself included, I'm just learning to ask myself. I'm 46 years old, and I'm just learning to do this. For you, it's easy. For me, I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm educating myself right now. And on that note, Lincoln, we do have to go. But next week, we are going to continue discussing the seven habits of highly effective people. And we shall go deeper into, we, we'll, we'll go into the habits next week, all seven habits, and um, just discuss them. So have your points ready. Have your favorite um, habit ready. We'll discuss them. Uh, we'll give time to each habit. So um, thanks for making lemonade with us today. I Make want to say something yourself. before you wrap it up. Okay. What would you like hey. to say? Mm-hmm. Everything we do mm-hmm. is not easy. Yes. It is only easy to do and feels natural and normal to us because we do it so often. Exactly. However, it's like it's like when I cut out salt. I think we talked about this earlier. It's like when I cut out salt, it was challenging when I made the decision because I, you know, everything tasted differently. But now, now because I stayed with it, the, the, I can taste salt in everything. How no matter if you tell me there's no salt, salt in there. Huh? How long has it been that you've cut out salt? A few years now, a couple of years. But I still use salt. Don't get yeah, me wrong, I use sea salt, but a very little, very little, yeah. minimal amount. Himalayan salt probably, yeah. Yeah, Himalayan salt, right? So, um, so the thing about it is, it's that you still taste it. You can taste it in everything. So my point is that, yes, if there's something bothering you and you're, there's things, you pick up the phone, you call somebody, you do all, if these are your habits that you normally do, next time, take a pause. That's what I'm saying. Take a pause and ask yourself one simple question. What outcome you expect to get? And then give it a rest. I'm going to ask myself that question this coming week. Thank you, Lincoln. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? No, I think we add enough. All right, so we'll continue next week. Thanks for making lemonade with us today. Be good to yourself. Give thanks for all that you have because you do have a lot. Also, please, please, please email us at info at lemonadelounge.com to be on our show. And if you have any questions, email us your questions. Thank you and have a wonderful week. Thank you, folks. And I hope you get some sweetener out of this.